0: Hi, I'm Lynn. And I'm Jan. Welcome to the second season of Lampladders Podcasts. Lampladders is a community that encourages women to grow in our faith through the study of God's Word. No matter who you are or where you are, no matter the time or experience you've had following Jesus or if you haven't had any at all, we are grateful to be on the journey with you and look forward to becoming more of who God created us to be. So, last week, we took a look at how the Holy Spirit led Paul and was active in the spreading of the good news around the Eastern Mediterranean um, and eventually leading Paul to
1: Macedonia.
0: Mm-hmm. So, what are we going to talk about this week, Lynn?
1: Well, this week, we're going to be diving into part one of a two part series on the Holy Spirit that we have entitled In the Lives of Believers. Mm-hmm. Uh, We've spent all year looking at who the Holy Spirit is and what he does and when he came on the scene and how he influenced the apostles and the birth of the church. Now it's time to really zoom in on who he is for each one of us as believers. So it's getting personal now. It's getting personal now. And the beauty and mystery of the Holy Spirit is that he is so personal. Mm. You know, he is exactly who each of us needs, even though each of us needs something different and our individual needs are constantly changing. And our focus today is on Romans chapter 8. But before we start, I want to set up today's lesson with a look back at chapter 7. Okay. Paul was focused on his frustration in trying to do good, only to be knocked down by his sin nature. (laughs) You know, I think we can all relate to that. Oh, absolutely. Um, for me, one of the most comforting verses in all of Scripture is in chapter seven and verse fifteen, and it's it's where Paul says, "I do not understand what I do, for what I do, I do what for what I want to do, I do not do, but what I hate, I do." It's comforting because it tells me I'm not alone. Oh yeah, you know, even Paul, whose whole life's purpose was dedicated to Jesus, struggled with this. You know, it proves that good intentions aren't enough and they can't take us very far. We need help from the one who is more powerful than we will ever be. Now, there's an interesting contrast between Romans 7 and Romans 8. Romans 7 is all about struggling with sin. And there's one word that comes up over and over again, and it is the word I. It appears dozens of times. Usually, in the context of I do or I do not do. And if there's one thing Romans 7 makes perfectly clear, it's that I cannot live the Christian life on my own. Isn't that
0: amazing how those repeated words sometimes give us a real uh, po- clue to mm-hmm. what the meaning of the entire scripture is? Exactly. And that's it, like, right. It's really yeah. not about. I, but we all try to live Mm -hmm. our lives the way we
1: want, Mm -hmm. just like Paul. Mm -hmm. But then something interesting happens in Romans 8. The word I almost completely disappears. Mm. It only shows up in two verses, 18 and 38, and it's where Paul says, I consider and I'm convinced. Instead, we get a new person, the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is referred to more times in this chapter than in any other part of the Bible. This is where we learn that to live the Christian life, we must let go of I and me and live according to the Spirit. Mm. Now, the fact that I'm the one teaching this lesson this week is proof of the Holy Spirit (laughs) in my life, Jan. Um, I'm sure you and everyone else by now are getting sick of hearing about my struggle to be in control, but it's real. And it's no coincidence that this lesson fell to me. What I have gotten from it is simple freedom is relying on the power of the Spirit. Entanglement is the result of trying to do things my own way and in my own power. It's that problem of I. Relying solely on myself is a sure way to end up going down the wrong path. The Holy Spirit frees us from having to do that because we can always rely on Him to keep us on the right path.
0: You know, until you pointed that out, Lynn, I really had no idea that the Holy Spirit saturates this chapter so Fully. Mm -hmm. And if you think about it, it's a substitution. Right. Him for me. That's right. It's like Jesus on the cross. And by the way, you can just sort of let go of the worry about being redundant or boring because if we are honest, we all struggle with our desire to be in control and to have our own expectations met. Mm. You know, we want what we want most of the time. That's just
1: our sin nature, right? Well, thanks for that grace. (laughs) Um, Okay. I want to talk for a minute about the law in the Old Testament. Um, because we see at the very beginning of this lesson that through Jesus, the law of the Spirit set us free from the law of sin and death. Now, the law in the Old Testament was set up to show us how to live. It was never intended to be the answer. It was only part of the equation of God's grand plan of redemption. You know, one of the reasons that God gave us the law was to simply prove to us that we are stubborn, we are self-centered, and we are self-righteous. We are people who could never keep the law. Now, I'm describing myself here, Jan. I'm just <laughs> saying we to be inclusive. You
0: can, you can use we because that's very appropriate. We're all in the same boat. Yeah.
1: Well, so the failure of the law has nothing to do with the law itself. Remember that everything that comes from God is perfect in its design. It's our inability to live under that law that is the failure. The truth of the matter is that the law could have saved us if we could have kept it. Yeah. (laughs) But no human was ever able to keep the law in its entirety. And once, once a sin was committed, the whole law was broken. And that is why we need Jesus. He freed us from the law. Then he sent his Holy Spirit to help us live in his freedom. So, Put more simply, living under the law is about what we try to do. Living in the Spirit is the gift that Jesus gave us. It's about what He enables us to do. It's about living in His power, not ours. Hmm. So if I were to retitle our lesson today, I would call it freedom versus entanglement. We know that because of Jesus, we are no longer tied to the Old Testament law. We have freedom in Him.
0: I, I like that word entanglement. Because isn't that exactly what happens when we try to manage things and guarantee a certain outcome Mm -hmm. as the result? Um, I think that may be why we often prefer the law, because it's like a checklist that gives us an illusion of control. You know, if we can just check off all these boxes, Mm -hmm. we'll be fine. It's kind of like a comforting blanket that doesn't really keep us warm and just (laughs) entangles us in it, you know. Freedom, on the other hand, is scary because it's so open-ended, and we don't really have an illusion of control there. The law is very specific, and we can know it, but freedom keeps most of the details hidden from us, and uh, we have to
1: trust God instead, which is a little scarier. It is scarier. You know, we're still human, and that means we are sinful by nature. So how do we keep ourselves from the entanglement of sin? Where does the power come from to live the Christian life? You know, because if it comes from us, we are in big trouble. Absolutely. <laughs> so we need to understand the one who controls us. Paul says you are either controlled by the spirit or by the sinful nature. It is one or the other. You cannot straddle the fence here. It's not a 50 50 arrangement. You're either in or you are out. So, the freedom is really freedom from our old self, that sinful self. When we do accept Jesus into our lives and he gives us this gift of his Holy Spirit, we are then transformed. We become in him what we cannot be on our own. So, the question is will we struggle? Yes, of course we will. Will we still sin? Absolutely. But we have the freedom from condemnation. Because of Jesus?
0: Well, um, so let me get this straight. Okay. You're either in or you're out. Yes. There's no compromise. That's There's right. no 90% is controlled by the Spirit and 10% is controlled by the, you know, you're <laughs> right. No 50 50, no 90 right. 40, no compromise. Right. You nope. either are or you aren't. That's right. Okay. That's
1: right. All right. Well, here's what I was thinking about when I was thinking of this. When my son was a little boy, His favorite toys were something called Transformers. Oh, my
0: son loved those things. And I was so frustrated because I never could make them work.
1: Yeah. Well, so there were many, many different variations, but they all did basically the same thing. It would look like one thing, but you could manipulate it by Mm -hmm. pulling and pushing different parts and it would become something entirely different. So, for example, a car might turn into a man or a dinosaur might turn into an airplane, but... They did not have the power to transform on their own. A person would have to use their strength to make them transform. Mm -hmm. That's what the Holy Spirit does to us. We cannot change on our own power. So he uses his power to transform us. He pushes and he pulls until our shape (laughs) is changed and we are transformed. The Holy Spirit empowers us to be who we can't be on our own. And enables us to do what we cannot do on our own. We get a new, wonderful life. Mm. Now, in life, there are times that each of us desires to do the right thing, make the right decisions, but we feel powerless to do so. And unfortunately, our determination only takes us so far. Our focus only keeps us centered for so long before we get distracted. And then we fail, which causes us like Paul, to wonder, why do we continue to do what we do not want to do, and why do we not do what it is that we want to do? Well, Paul focuses on the fact that when we belong to Christ, we are no longer slaves to sin. We have been freed, and we have the Holy Spirit within us to empower us in overcoming the sinful desires of life that all too often derail us from where we should be. I
0: like to focus on that word, transformation, Yeah, because don't we all want that, Uh Um, to be fully the people that God intended us to be from the inside out? So why is that thought of transformation so scary for us? (laughs) Maybe because we have to trust God for the outcome. Yes, indeed. So what is it exactly that tangles us up, that keeps us from just launching ourselves into that transformation? What is it that enslaves us?
1: Well, it's anything that we let control our lives. I mean, this could go Mm. on. We could talk for days about this. It's anything that is not of the spirit, but of the flesh. I'll just give you a couple of examples. Okay. What about inner turmoil? What about resentment, hostility? What about just being an irritable person? What if you're selfish, envious? You know, bitterness, unforgiveness. Mm. I could just go on and on
0: and on. Oh, yeah. We could, we could add worry and anxiety. Absolutely. There's plenty of that stuff going around mm-hmm. nowadays. Pride, anger, judgmental spirit. You're right.
1: The list yeah. goes on and on. Yeah. And you can see those are the things that, that separate us from it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, all these things are going to come up from time to time because we are human. But what we do with them is what is important here. Do you let these negative emotions and feelings determine your steps in life? Because if we are letting these emotions control our lives, then we are not living in the Spirit. When we live in the Spirit, we turn them over to Him, and He frees us from their grip. And that's what Paul is showing us. He's showing us the influence of the Holy Spirit on our minds, our choices, and our desires. You know, sometimes we don't realize the spirit is at work in our lives because we're looking for some kind of really dramatic, life-changing occurrence. But I really think that most of the time that's not what it looks like when the spirit's working in our lives.
0: Much more gradual.
1: Much more gradual. You know, of course he can do those dramatic things and he does. I'm not saying that he doesn't. But I think there are a lot of subtleties that we can that we really sort of need to train ourselves to look for. Mm. You know, have you ever had a time when you realize that your reaction to something isn't what it used to be. You know, maybe there was someone in your life that you have needed to forgive for a long time, but you just have never felt like you've quite gotten there. You think you've forgiven them, and then you realize later on, oh, you know, those feelings come creeping back up again. But then one day you think about that person, and there's not any anger there anymore. Mm -hmm. That's the Holy Spirit at work. But we have to let him in so that he can transform us. We have to let him poke and prod and manipulate us. And it's a close, intimate relationship that provides that fertile ground for the spirit to work on us. <laughs> I recently read a definition for intimacy that I cannot get out of my head. I have no idea who came up with it, where it came from, but I think it's really insightful. And I, I can't really say it's a, a definition, it's probably more of what you would call a play on words. Mm. And that is into me, intimacy, oh, I'm going to blow it. Intim- <laughs> go slow, <Yeah>. go slow. <laughs> intimacy is into me see, into me see. Isn't that a great that word picture? A great
0: word picture.
1: When you are intimate with the Holy Spirit, He sees into you and gives you what you need, even when you don't know what you need. That's what he wants from us. He wants us to want him, to have a relationship with him, and to be intimate with him. I I
0: like that word picture. Um, into me, see. Think of all the time and effort we expend to prevent people from seeing our deepest selves. Yeah, we can quit that. We yeah. can we can quit all of that effort mm-hmm. because God sees us mm. and God loves us and God transforms us mm-hmm. to better fit us for that intimacy with Him. That's so it's exactly not something it. we have to generate on our own. He's going to do it in us. That's what makes it a gift, right? Absolutely.
1: Well, you know, we're going to struggle anyway with <clears throat> sin and guilt um, versus righteousness and a clear consciousness, clear conscience. But the Spirit of God is always moving in us when we let Him towards peace and just a calm way of life, right? A joyful way of life. The results in us will be incomplete because as long as we're here, we're a work in progress. He can always improve something in us. They're (laughs) always happening. There's always something that he can change and make us better. And we just need to remember that that's the Spirit's intention. He intervenes. And without him, we will never be free through Christ. Mm. We cannot be neutral. We are either with him or we are without him. So when we experience situations where there is no earthly way that we can get through them, God's Spirit is what empowers us to do it right. When we don't have the words to pray, He speaks for us. God gives us good and perfect gifts. And Jesus said that He would give us the best gift of, gift of all, which is His Holy Spirit.
0: Mm-hmm. And that is such a wonderful promise, that He gives us His Spirit and He will never Leave us, in spite of what messes we are, God never leaves us alone in the mess.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, That's very encouraging for me. Um, Okay, so now's the time we leave our friends with a question for the week. What what do you want to leave them with, Lynn?
1: Well, I think I just want everyone to be thinking about what it is that is currently entangling you and preventing you from enjoying that freedom and and breaking that intimacy that we have with Jesus.
0: Mm. Okay, I want us to ponder transformation. Okay. Because just think of an area in your life that you know the Spirit has transformed, mm-hmm. that you are different now than you were back then, uh-huh. and then tell somebody about that. Oh, yeah. And then, of course, the other side of the coin, which is what I always like to do, is think of an area in your life that you know the Spirit wants to transform. Mm-hmm. And tell someone in that telling, you make yourself accountable and open Mm. to what the Spirit wants to do. Mm. That's great. Until next time.